Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If Selena Gomez chose to go to war, baby, I'm right behind her. Because they deserve, they, at this point, they deserve it. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Moises Mendez II. And you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And yes, that is correct. The bestie of the pod, Moises Mendez II, is here with me again. (laughs) Moises, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Literally anytime. Uh, Tell me what's going on with you. I feel like you've been doing some, like, big things since the last time you were on the show. I mean, you were on none other than CNN. I was. I sat right next to Don Lemon. It was a learning experience. It was really fun. Um, And I would love to do it again. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because, like, I've learned, you know, over the past, like, two years that you're a solid, like, foot and a half taller than me. But I still, whenever I see you do things, I feel very, like, maternally proud. I'm like, that's my son. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. Well, that's enough cute shit. (laughs) (laughs) I have two very important questions for you, neither of which have to do with Jesus, unfortunately. I'm going to ask you an even more important question, which is what is your relationship to one Selena Marie Gomez? I always get excited when you guys ask me to come back because obviously love the show. It's great and amazing. But I got a, I wouldn't say threatening DM from the producer Daniel that pulled up one of my tweets from 2014 (laughs) that was me fawning over uh, The Heart Wants What It Wants by Selena Gomez, saying that it was so good. And he was like, well, you'll have a chance to explain whatever this is. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) not my Selenator tweet. I was like, I don't remember doing that. (laughs) So I guess, (laughs) I guess I was a fan. um, And I guess I do like Selena Gomez. I, I don't remember the first time that I remember seeing her, but Mm -hmm. um, I think it probably was somewhere within, like, the Disney canon, you know, like, Princess Protection Program. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, It was extremely funny um, having those tweets read to us in a production (laughs) meeting. (laughs) Was there more than one? I don't remember if there was more than one. Moving on. (laughs) Oh, God. I have to go back and delete some of my old tweets. (laughs) Control F, Selena. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, (laughs) my second question is, how do you pronounce the term for, you know, those notifications that you get that tell you whether someone has seen your message? How do you say that? It will determine whether or not you come on the show again. Okay. Um, I would say red receipts. Oh, my God. I, I, well, if someone read your message, no. it gives you a receipt. No. Wouldn't you say? We're not doing know. this. We're not doing this. Every single time someone says red receipts, they're like, it's because you read the message. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. care about your fucking logic. It's read receipts. That's just what it is. <laughs> um, to some. Um, and I'm going to stand with 
the Forgotten Madison on this one and say that it's red. Well, thank you for coming on for the last time. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I have to stand in what I know, okay? In, in my heart of hearts, it's red, and I'll say it. Listen, this is the hill you want to die on. That's fine. But again, the hill this might be- song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Beautiful transition into where we're going. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm asking Moises all these questions, not just because I enjoy putting people on the spot, but because today we are doing an episode of Read Receipts because it's pronounced Read Receipts. <laughs> I want to see the receipts. Today, we'll be answering a question from Ruth, who sent us an email asking us to break down the beef between Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber, knee Baldwin. And I have to say, we got you, Ruth. But the thing is, we cannot just start with the current battle being waged in like comment sections of Instagram stories and TikTok videos, because... This battle has a long history. Like, it's more of a war. I was going to say, I was like, this is just a small battle and a very long war that Selena Gomez has had with social media. Like, it goes all the way, all the way back to, like, the dawn of time. Well, okay, not that far, but (laughs) so it feels like the dawn of YouTube uh, back in, like, 2008. But she does have a rich history online, and, you know, it involves some of the biggest names in the entertainment industry. Yes, over the past, like, decade-ish, Selena has skyrocketed from being a child star to being half of one of the most famous couples in the world before finally landing in her current era, which I describe as like girl boss, makeup mogul era, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's giving girl boss. It's giving girl boss. Mm Mm-hmm. During that time, she also became the most followed person on Instagram, a fact which surprises me every single time I hear it, despite how much time I spend on the internet. I just, I don't know why. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I always think that too. I'm like, what is it about? Anyways. (laughs) And that is the question we're going to answer. What is it about Selena? (laughs) And then I I remind myself of exactly why. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how does she manage to be at the center of controversy every few years? Controversy that usually involves Justin Bieber. While simultaneously amassing one of the largest audiences known to the internet, while also maintaining a reputation for being, I would say, like a pretty chill celebrity overall. Yeah, by today's standards, yeah. Yeah, so those are the questions we're here to answer today. How does she do it? After a short break, we're going to dive into Selena's internet history. We're going to break down the ongoing feud between her and Hailey Bieber. And we're also going to explain what exactly eyebrow lamination has to do with any of this. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. Same. We'll be back after a short break. not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back with Moises. And before we get into the current drama, we've got to go back to a simpler time before any of us could even conceptualize what a For You page was. Do you remember the first time you encountered Selena Gomez? I think around the time when I was introduced to Selena was around the time that like all of my boy cousins were like fawning over her and how beautiful she was. And they were like, oh my God, Selena Gomez, she's like my wife. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, she's so hot. And I just started really watching Wizards of Waverly Place a lot um, because I was a Disney kid. So we're talking about Disney because that is where Miss Selena got her start, mostly. She has been in the entertainment industry for pretty much her entire life at this point. She started on Barney and Friends as a 10-year-old. And then after a few guest appearances on Disney Channel classics like The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Hannah Montana, she landed her own show, in 2006, which was The Wizards of Waverly Place. So around the same time, she's starring in Disney Channel original movies and kicking off her music career. This is all the beginning of Selena's career. So she basically starts off on a high note. This is also around the same time that she has her very first internet beef, or at least her first public internet beef. I'm going to let you explain this part because I feel like you know. Oh, boy, do I, because I was eating this up as a child. (laughs) My life was never the same. (laughs) I think now, I think it sort of was a precursor to the work that I do now as an internet culture journalist, where drama fuels me. (laughs) I am a messy bitch who lives for drama, and I will be quoted as saying such. Um, But in the late 2000s and the early 2010s, Everyone was trying to be on YouTube. There was a lot of like celebrities that were just uploading their own videos. And Selena and Demi were two of them. They began uploading videos to Demi's YouTube channel, which if you scroll all the way down, you could still find as her first upload ever back in 2008. Hey, what's up? It's Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. We just wanted to really just thank everybody for supporting me and... And me! (laughs) 
Now, if you're the same age as me and Moises, you might remember Demi Lovato's YouTube channel most clearly from when Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato ended up in a feud with Miley Cyrus and her best friend Mandy. All of this played out over YouTube. Unfortunately, we do not have time to get into that, despite how indelibly it is ingrained in my imagination. But suffice to say, Miss Selena has been involved in internet drama basically since her youth. So Selena just, you know, stays booked and busy. She starts breaking out of her Disney Channel movies. She stars in films like Spring Breakers, a movie that lives in my head rent-free despite me only seeing it once. <laughs> yeah, all those neon colors and James Franco. James Franco. In braids. In, yeah, cornrows. <laughs> cornrows. And a grill. Oh, yes. God. oh uh-huh. mm-hmm. Lord. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the mm-hmm. early 2010s. Listen, so yeah, we're in 2011. And at this point, I'm sure you can guess where this is going. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> I believe this is where a lot of purple comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, enter... Justin Bieber, Selena, and Justin, one of the most iconic couples of the 2010s. They debut their relationship at the Vanity Fair Oscar party in February 2011, and the entire world melts down. Yeah. For our age bracket, I feel like Selena and Justin were Brad and Angelina. Oh, for sure. In terms of just how much media was generated around them, not least because they kept breaking up. And then getting back together. I think the official count is like three breakups and four get back togethers, but I'm honestly not even sure. Yeah. But throughout it all, I feel like hashtag Jelena, which is what the couple was known as, was beloved by a lot of people, including none other than Haley Baldwin, Justin's eventual wife. But before we get into that, Moises, how did you feel about Jelena? I I was kind of mad on them. Like I'm not gonna lie, I was I was much more of an R-Paths K Stew girly. I th- think I was more of a R-Path K Stew sort of gal, but I, I mean, because I didn't really follow their relationship all that closely. But I was watching her 2022 documentary, My Mind and Me, where it's a moment in the the documentary where she talks about that time in her life while she's on tour. And I think this was somewhere in like 2016 where they had officially broken up for like the last time, question mark, question mark. (laughs) And, you know, I think her manager or someone comes in and says something about doing a song with Justin Bieber. And she gets emotional because she's stressed about the tour and making everything work. And, you know, she has this moment where she says, when am I just going to be enough by myself? Because she kept getting grouped in with Justin Bieber when it came to news cycles and things like that. So it was a really heartbreaking moment to like see her just break down and want to be enough on her own. And you could see her trying, but it was just so sad. And I was like, found myself just like wiping away tears. I was like, damn girl, I feel you on that. Girly. <laughs> I was like, I-, I told my editor, I was like, damn, she kind of got me with that one. That's kind of sad. And the rest of it was like she was trying to be more vulnerable than she actually was. But Mm. that's another conversation we'll get into. (laughs) Another story for another day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of stories that will not fit into this specific one, but our podcast is actually quite short. (laughs) 
So you mentioned like in that documentary how she's asking when she, will she be enough? And a lot of that kind of narrative of her being grouped in with Justin started around this time, which is like 2013, 2014, because this is also around the time that Justin starts going off the rails a little bit. Off the rails is a very nice way of saying it um, because it gets bad between 2013 and 2014. It does so bad that I I checked out his Wikipedia page to try to refresh my memory because I truly forgot most of what happened. So I'm just going to read a little a little section. During 2013 and 2014, Bieber's teen heartthrob and clean cut image was drastically affected due to his involvement in several controversial events. Notably, during this period, he abandoned his pet monkey in Germany, vomited on stage was videoed while urinating in a bucket, cursed at Bill Clinton, wore a gas mask in public, allegedly spat on fans, and was involved in an explicit image with a stripper and allegedly assaulted his bodyguard and a limo driver. Okay, I forgot all of that. I fully forgot all of that (laughs) happened. (laughs) Let's also not forget that he used the N-word during an interview while making a joke. Which he later apologized for, but it's terrible. And that really cringy vine where he, like, makes fun of an interviewer's laugh. Oh, my God. Yes. What do you think of it? Sounds like something she'd say. (laughs) I like that laugh. (laughs) And I remember a lot of this behavior was attributed to his second, I think, split with Selena, which happened in November 2014. And that is truly, like, one of my least favorite pop cultural narratives that a man's bad behavior is due to, like, the lack of a woman's moderating influence. Mm. But it's important to know that even as Selena wasn't necessarily involved in the drama swirling around Justin, she was not there abandoning the monkey in Germany. Her name was very much in the mix. And you might be asking, how do I know this? And it's because she was asked about him in literally every single interview she does in that time period until finally in 2016 she tells rolling stone honestly what i would love to be printed is that i am so beyond done with talking about that and him and the next month she tells w magazine i care about his health and well-being but i can't do it anymore Hmm. i can't imagine having one relationship that i was in being talked about and being the center of my life when I'm trying to make it as a pop star. Mm -hmm. It is just, I mean, part of the reason why she's done this is also around the time that Justin Bieber and Haley started being seen together. They shared a New Year's Eve kiss in December 2015. And in February 2016, Justin tells GQ that he doesn't want to rush into anything with Haley. And they split for a bit after that simultaneously Selena takes her first of many mental health breaks, canceling her tour halfway through to check into rehab because she was dealing with anxiety, panic attacks, and depression. I mean, I love a queen who prioritizes her mental health. What's interesting about Selena's current status as the most followed person on Instagram is that her following doesn't seem to care that she takes like these really frequent breaks from social media, which most influencers will tell you is like the death knell for them. They all talk about how they feel like they cannot take any time offline. But Selena, I think, takes a social media break pretty much once every six months. Like, 
There's the one we just mentioned in 2016. There's another break in 2017 when she's recovering from a kidney transplant she needed due to complications from lupus. There's more that we're going to be talking about. But importantly, 2017 is also the year that Jelena tries one last time, which that one lasted from approximately October 2017 through March 2018. And this... This is where shit starts to get real interesting. You know me. I'm ready. Let's go. We didn't even get into the whole kidney transplant drama of it all. We don't even have time to get into the kidney transplant drama of it all. And what does it have to do with Taylor Swift? We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. Before we get into that. We need to take a short break. When we get back, we are not going to be talking about the kidney transplant, but we will be diving deep into the Haley, Justin, Selena triangle and what exactly is happening on TikTok right now. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. In 2007... TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi, y'all. If you love our podcast, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe to Slate Plus, you'll get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. You'll also be supporting the show. ICYMI would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. And you will also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, and the new season of Dear Prudence. You will also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and advice column on Slate without ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash ICYMI plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash ICYMI plus. And we're back. Remember how before the break I mentioned that Jelena had a lot of fans, including... Haley Baldwin. Again, you might be asking, Rachel, how do you know this? The answer is, I know everything. Stop asking that question. But the real answer is, 
because Haley Holas tweeted about this, which is just never tweet, never tweet. I just feel Hello, like I'm figuring out how that bit me in the ass right now. <laughs> Moises has figured out never to tweet, and now we know Haley should have never tweeted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in May of 2011, Haley tweets, I'm for sure 100% team Jelena. Then in September 2011, she she writes another Jelena tweet. She says, I don't care what anyone says, but Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez together is the definition of a teenage dream. Hashtag word yeah I, just, I need to take a moment to remember 2011 and the fact that it wasn't completely out of the blue to see someone tweet out hashtag word i sh- you know what i'm gonna go and control f right now and see if i tweeted it so that no one else can find it because i honestly might have said some embarrassing shit like that but at the time i do not remember fondly it no. was very embarrassing for us all very much so it was a bad time. It was it was a really bad time. These tweets that we're mentioning are important, not least because they remind us of that bad time, but because they are used very often by Selenators who wish to suggest that Haley is obsessed with Selena. Importantly, we haven't yet mentioned Haley is a Nepo baby. I feel like we need to get that out the way. She's the niece of Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I, I was talking to the person who sits next to me in the office, and she was like, what is she famous for? And I was like, what is she famous for? I have no idea. <laughs> I literally could not tell you besides her dad being a Baldwin brother. That's it. One of them. I think it's Stephen Baldwin. So, yeah, she's famous for being famous is basically what happened. Um, which means that when Haley and Justin get engaged about three months after Selena and Justin break up for the last time, a lot of people are like... We're making choices here. <laughs> the 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 school lunch tables when that happened, Bruh, they girl. were shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, "Guys, do you know what's going on right now?" And they're like, "What? Who who cares?" Um, <laughs> I'm like, "I do. For one, I will tell you, and I'm going to explain exactly why it matters." And I did. And now here I am. <laughs> you were ready for your career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Haley and Justin get engaged a few months after Selena and Justin break up. And then Haley and Justin get married a few short months after that. And it's just like, uh, what? This is also around when I think I started tuning in to this saga because I definitely ignored Jelena mostly and then also ignored whatever was happening with Haley and Justin. But this was this was Justin's Hillsong era. This was his redemption tour era. And what a time that was. Around the same time, Selena takes yet another social media break, posting a selfie with the caption, taking a social media break again, which means that she was quiet for a while. And by a while, I mean like a few months. After a few months, she returns to social media. She starts making new music, including Lose You to Love Me, which is rumored to be about Haley and Justin because it includes a line that goes... In two months, you replaced us like it was easy. You turned me down and now it's showing. In two months, you replaced us like it was easy. Made me think I deserved it. And the thick of healing. I just remember watching the documentary where she was talking about taking some time off. 
And she didn't specifically say exactly what the reason was, but she just like talked about like making music to get through a hard time. And this was a hard time. And this is where the Haley Selena beef really starts to pick up. The same day that Lose You to Love Me drops, Haley posts an Instagram story with a screenshot of Summer Walker's song, Kill You, which of course the internet (laughs) seems to think was a response to Selena's song. This is then debunked by Haley, who says, please stop with this nonsense. There is no response. This is complete BS, which mm-hmm. will continue to happen in the years mm. to come. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. Selena follows up with, I do not stand for women tearing women down because she's a feminist. I will never, <laughs> ever be by that. So please be kind to everyone. She added, it doesn't matter what the situation is. If you're my fans, don't be rude to anybody. Please don't go off and say things that you just feel in the moment. She's trying. She's trying. (laughs) Yeah. Some people just don't know the power of their fan base. They don't. And the groundwork is already laid. Like the groundwork for this feud is being laid brick by brick. Importantly, Selena is also laying the groundwork for a new era. Her girl boss era. My favorite era. Same. So, mm-hmm. over the next few years, she launches Rare Beauty. Everyone uses it. She starts a cooking show on HBO Max. Everyone watches it. She has a documentary that Moises has mentioned. Everyone loves it. She seems to be doing really well for herself. And the drama kind of subsides for a little while. Like, Haley and Selena, they, they like some photos of each other on Instagram. They're photographed together on the red carpet. Haley gives an interview on Call Her Daddy where she's basically like, there's no drama between me and Selena. This is basically like the Berlin Wall coming down. Things seem pretty chill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, before we get into what's next, I think we also have to mention Only Murders in the Building, her best television project besides Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, But things are not chill. (laughs) (laughs) They aren't. Because some eagle-eyed spectators start noticing some, let's say, similarities between some career choices that Selena and Haley are making as time goes on. So here's a TikTok from at Tea with Lady that breaks down a few of these similarities. A while ago, Selena Gomez had got this G on the back of her um, ear that represented her sister Gracie, her little sister Gracie. And so did Haley. I don't know what the G stands for for her, but... So then let's get on this subject too, because this is creepy to me as well. These are all Selena's close friends. Um, They're not like entertainment people, they're like regular people. And obviously they look happy as friends, okay? But yes, I'm going there, I'm going there, watch, watch, watch. Not only did Haley follow every single one of her friends that was in that picture with her, she legit hung out with every single one of them. If this isn't giving you single white female, not because she's white, but literally the movie single white female, then I don't know what it is. Honestly, you know what, Moises? I think it's just time for a montage. Don't tell me these people aren't directing these little videos or these TikToks or whatever towards Selena. It's so obvious. When you get to be my age, it's even more obvious. And like back to Hailey Bieber, girl, Selena get a cooking show. She been having one for how long? And now you getting cook show. Now you say okie dokie, like you just created the shit, bitch bye. Like if I was Selena, I'm sorry. 
there's so much embarrassing evidence on the internet of Hailey Bieber. I would have just started posting it. <laughs> my story no context no no nothing just just the embarrassing shit it's not a matter of right person wrong time genre, right time wrong person whatever moi je pense que c'est plus ils vont aller pour n'importe qui qui vont put up avec eux pis leur bullshit i just want all of these people to you know pop their arm back in the socket because they're reaching so hard there's a lot of drama that is just speculative And I think what they're doing is just taking a lot of some of these posts out of context, being like, oh, my God, are you seeing this? It's like, it's really not that crazy. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. But that's the context for the present situation, which began in January 2023. And the TLDR of this current situation is stop posting. Just stop it. Please. Yeah. For me and Moises' sake. Put for me and Moises' sake, there's too many posts to go through. <laughs> yes. Oh my the prep for this show today. I it took felt me like so I was long. running a marathon. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And then people came over to talk to me. I was like, no, no, no. You're like, uh, shut up. <laughs> please I have stop. things to do. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I felt. Exactly. And the thing is, we didn't even cover it all. Again, we didn't even get into the kidney transplant. But anyway, we're, we're in January 2023. She returns to Instagram after yet another social media break. This is also around the time that she's dealing with a lot of fat phobic trolling because a photo of her in a bikini where she looks phenomenal, to be clear, went viral. And people are like, oh my God, Selena gained weight. And it's like, shut the fuck up. I'm tired of this fucking return to skinniness that we're all dealing with. Fuck Ozempic. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around the same time, Hailey Bieber and Kendall Jenner post a video where they're lip syncing to, you know, that TikTok audio that goes, I'm not saying she deserved it, but I'm saying God's timing is always right. It feels shady. That feels shady. You don't just post that without any, like, for no reason. There's always context behind any TikTok audio. Exactly. And the Nepo babies stick together is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Because not according to Hailey, When people suggested that she might have been throwing shade at Selena, she responded, I never comment on this type of thing, but we're just girls having a girls' night and did a random TikTok for fun. It's not directed at anyone. I think that you're right that a lot of the other stuff was a reach, but I don't buy that. I don't buy that rationale. Also, a month after that entire thing happens, a video of Haley making fun of Selena's current bestie, Taylor Swift, resurfaces. And Selena decides to weigh in, saying, so sorry, my best friend is and continues to be one of the best in the game. So the flames are being fanned, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. literally, my face is in my hands right now because <laughs> I, you know, as Selena is the type of person who does not like to stoke drama, she literally just stoked drama by saying this. Like, yeah. why? Why did you, you know? do this? This is why I can't I can't support anyone wholeheartedly because they always just get themselves into more drama than they said that they want. And when they do the thing that they're like, I didn't want this. Girl, it's, girl enough. <laughs> we know. We know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And here's where the eyebrow lamination comes in. For people who don't know, eyebrow laminating is this process that's basically like 
perming your eyebrows so you don't have to spend as much time doing them. You like chemically straighten them so they lay in a certain direction. And recently Selena posted a video saying that she over laminated her eyebrows, which if you have seen um, the soap brow trend on TikTok where we're doing like kind of really aggressive, almost like Groucho Marx-esque eyebrows, that's what over laminated eyebrows look like. So she posts this being like, I'm so relatable. And everyone was like, hee hee hee, you look great. A few hours later, Kylie Jenner posts a picture of herself on Instagram stories with the words, this was an accident over her brows. Then the next image on her story is a photo of her brows and Hailey Bieber's brows. Mm. When I first walked into this booth and we started recording this episode, <laughs> I was of the assumption that it was just an accidental picture that Kylie took and was just like, haha, this was funny. I just posted it. What really tips me off to this being shade was the FaceTime screenshot that Kylie uploaded of her and Hailey Bieber's brows, mm-hmm. which I was like, now that's a little weird. I don't know if I like that, but hey, I don't know. Maybe it's just placement. I don't know. Uh, Hey, hey, stranger (laughs) things have happened. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like some people know what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but then some people are not as bright and are just stoking the flames by accident. But if we know the Kardashian clan, as you have spoken about on your last episode, they know what they're doing. They thrive off of press cycles. That's how they stay relevant. Exactly. And so I just feel like it's a little too coincidental. There's a little bit too many of these coincidences that keep happening where some shade is being thrown and then we're immediately backtracking saying it was just a coincidence. But someone posts this interaction on TikTok, the stories being posted, Selena's eyebrow elimination journey, and both Kylie and Selena comment on it. Kylie comments, this is reaching. No shade towards Selena ever. And I didn't see her eyebrow post. You guys are making something out of nothing. This is silly. Selena follows up with, Agreed at Kylie Jenner. It's all unnecessary. I'm a fan of Kylie. Sure, Jan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That same day, Selena announces she is once again taking another social media break. Wasn't this also on TikTok Live when she I, was like getting the, the little hats put on her while she was like, guys, I'm too old for this. And they put the little exactly, mustache on her. I was like, exactly. Stop. She says, I'm 30 and I'm too old for this, but I love you so much mm-hmm. and I'll see you guys sooner than later. I'm just going to take a break from everything. And thus concludes the current saga, or as much as we could explain in a 30 to 35 minute podcast. So now we have to do the most important part of this podcast. And I have to ask, whose side are you on, Moises? Are you team Haley? Are you team Selena? Tell me. I'm going to have to give it to Selena. I, I definitely think it's a bunch of mean girls being mean to you know, just another girl who's just trying to girl boss and live her life. Do you have a cooking show? Do you have 381 million followers on Instagram? No, you don't. (laughs) Do you have a documentary where it's actually like kind of good and and really, uh, yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) Um, Do you have Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short? No, you don't. So pack it up, Kylie, Kendall, and Haley. Goodbye. (laughs) Honestly, 
I agree. I agree. I feel like being that we know Selena so well and that she's not a confrontational person and people just seem like they're attacking her mm-hmm. because she is in a public spotlight that yeah. she does not really get a lot of grace for because of her past relationship with Justin Bieber. Yeah. So, God, I'm exhausted. That, just, that took a lot out of me. Same. Honestly, I'm ready to go take a nap. I think we can wrap it here. Basically, the, the moral of the story is fuck Justin Bieber. Well, to you. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss a deep dive into a celebrity's internet past. Please leave a rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell Selena Gomez about us when she gets back online. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, what the fuck is happening with Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez? And you can also always drop us a note at ICYMI at Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. With special thanks to Sierra Spragley-Ricks, Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or at Waverly Place. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets.